0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, G.R. Mom, joined as always by G.R. Dad. Hi. This week's Cocktail of the Week is Robitussin.
1: <laughs> uh, why
0: don't I explain? Well, G.R. Dad tends to dogs that just started demirfing as we started recording.
1: Vank. Uh,
0: I got the flu last week. Uh, I was on stage in an event on Wednesday and I was like, man, why do my shoulders hurt? And then, man, why does my leg hurt? And then I was like, oh, it's because every part of me all of a sudden hurts. And, uh, yeah, so by the time I got home, everything was in bad shape, and I knew I was getting the flu, even though I got a flu shot. And uh, called my, emailed my doctor, and she called me in the morning and gave me a prescription for Tamiflu, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess that helped, but I had a fever on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and I kind of didn't get off the couch. And then Monday, I had to get an MRI for something unrelated to just get it checked on. And Tuesday morning, my doctor's office calls and says, "Uh, we just heard from the radiologist, and he said, you need to be searing urgently. So I figured I must have cancer, which is why they would call so fast. And no, he just uh, incidentally saw that I had pneumonia. (laughs) <laughs> and really wanted to make sure I got put on some antibiotics. So checks out. Uh got some
1: antibiotics.
0: And I sound pretty bad.
1: Pneumonia sounds badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um It's more than like bronchitis. <laughs> <coughs> Sinusitis. bra. pneumonia. Pneumonia. People die from <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. So uh if the sound of people coughing bothers you, this is not the podcast episode <laughs> for you. There's only so much a girl can do. Yeah. Uh, I'm real tired of coughing. I'm definitely feeling better. Um, you sound worse. Yeah, I sound worse. gr Dad and I were supposed to run an ultramarathon this weekend and I told my doctor, I'm like, so yeah, I'm running this ultra marathon this weekend and she's like, You are hundred percent forbidden from running that <laughs> ultramarathon. Uh so we're gonna instead the ultra marathon was in Florida, so instead we're gonna go to the house in the keys and Without the dogs, it took
1: only a little bit of persuasion to get me to not run the ultra marathon. I don't even. Try I don't to even have pneumonia, it. and I'm not running it. Yeah, well, I'm fine. This is this you is You
0: managed my, to not get my flu. This is which my
1: is good. jinxing myself. Tomorrow I'll wake up like just. Oh god. Did.
0: I'm gonna purell you before bed, just your whole <laughs> my whole body. Whole body. Yeah. I Maybe wanna, drinks. Drink a shot of it anyway. Just
1: wanna be pure. Oh my god, just just want to be clean.
0: So the actual cocktail of the week that we're drinking, uh one interesting side effect of having the flu, which I guess is not rare is that I have not wanted to eat anything. It's very rare for me. Like usually I'm hungry all the time, as your dad knows. You sure
1: you didn't eat a foreign object. I I mean, sometimes that's what happens.
0: That's I guess that's true. Uh, you know, when I had a fever, I think nobody really is that hungry when they have a fever. But Even like the last three days, I've not had a fever. I've been doing stuff and it has just been like such an effort to try to think of anything I want to eat today. So we had leftover, we ordered pizza last night, which I ate a little bit of. We had leftover like Parmesan garlic nuggets, which normally I will eat constantly as I walk past them. Yeah. Leftovers are unheard of. Yeah. uh, I put one in my mouth and chewed it this morning and I had to spit it out. It was so bad. Uh, apparently today my body wanted yogurt. I had two <laughs> yogurts today. But I'm not eating very much, and normally I just want to eat all the time. So my uh, weight loss plan for losing some pounds before the 100 miler to make it easier to run has been greatly accelerated, even though my training has declined. I haven't run in a whole <laughs> week.
1: <laughs> anyway. Comes too high a price, too high a price.
0: Uh, what we are drinking tonight, I c- still can't quite stomach the thought of drinking any alcohol is uh, a shrub that I just whipped up in the kitchen. So shrubs are sweetened vinegar mixers. They're real strong by themselves, but you mix them usually with seltzer water. Hang on, I need a sip of mine. That was a lot of talking without coughing. Mm. Um, Nice work. There's cool recipes for them, and normally you get like fruit and you kind of cook it down and mix it with vinegar. But um, I really like honey shrubs, and so those you can make real fast and so this one was uh an ounce and a half like a shot three tablespoons of honey three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar i put like half a teaspoon of fresh ginger in there and uh shook that all up and seems
1: medicinal but it tastes real good it
0: tastes real good it's like sweet but also tangy Mm -hmm. and um so that's what we're drinking tonight i'm in all right so we have three things on the agenda for this podcast
1: Six dogs, three things.
0: Six dogs, three things. Uh, dog number six is one of the things.
1: Smiley Riley. That's
0: Smiley Riley. Uh, my story did not make it onto this week's episode of My Favorite Murderer. Maybe they didn't pick it. Maybe they had pre-recorded it. But I promised to tell it, so I will tell that. And we have an excellent dog-related story of the keys for this yeah, week. Yeah, Conclave coming through. I'm gonna straight up read that Conclave article because it's so good. Hey. <laughs> But I think we should probably start with Riley, which is what everybody wants to hear about.
1: Yep. He's a boy.
0: <coughs> we have a boy. Uh, he is just adorable. He is so cute. He's
1: he's the best. Well, I don't want to say that in front of all the girls, except no, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care.
0: Uh, so Riley... So we were going to take in this dog, Molly. Um, and Molly had torn her ACL. And... Was she had been adopted out from our rescue and the people who adopted her were older and she apparently is a real vicious puller and they were walking her in the ice and she pulled and the guy, I think, broke his leg and they're like, yeah, so we clearly can't take care of this dog. <coughs> Sent her back to the rescue. So we said we would take her and she was going to have her ACL fixed and I said, fine, I know how to rehab dogs from that. And, uh, and then through some internal discussions they decided they didn't want to move her from down in Virginia right after the surgery up to us and they said but you know we do have this other dog that needs a foster and I was like yeah tell me about this other dog so uh it's Riley and Riley is the first of the many many dogs that we have fostered who has come from a loving happy background
1: he is like smells good. He's got no fleas. He's got no bear patches. He's like in really good shape. His teeth are all in. Yeah. It's good.
0: He, uh, he was owned by a guy who had him in a great Pyrenees and, uh, the guy was single, retired and, uh, and passed away uh pretty young. I think he was, he wasn't even 70. He was in his late sixties and I think it was sort of unexpected. And uh, he was had never been married or had any kids. And apparently no one in his family could take the dogs. And so uh, they weren't a bonded pair. They lived together, but they weren't bonded. And so the Great Pyrenees went to a Pyrenees rescue. And uh, we got Riley. And I looked up the obituary of the guy who had died just to kind of see if there was any information. And it, You know, it doesn't really say much. It just was like, he died on this day. Here's all of his family members... And then it kind of says, you know, here's where he worked, and then he worked here, and then he retired, and here's what he did in his retirement and his hobbies. And then it says he especially loved his golden retrievers. It was so sweet.
1: It was really nice.
0: And uh, Riley clearly has been very well loved. Went to the vet every year, has his shots and is microchipped, and um, he doesn't have any of the anxiety or, you know, insecurities that a lot of the dogs do that come in who have been mistreated before he's just happy and affectionate hops yeah. what's the matter Hopsley is like staring at us with her big gloop and
1: i gave her extra dinner, dinner already gober. you're f- had second, fine second hops. dinner now she's holding up for third dinner you're fine you are absolutely fine you can
0: come up here get some love
1: feels weird to say he for Riley.
0: I know. You get to be an honorary girl, I think. We're going to call you like a girlfriend, and that's fine. He doesn't seem to care. He could
1: be one of the girls, Riley.
0: Yeah. Uh, But he's great. I mean, he climbs up on your lap. Last night when we went to bed, I was like, Riley, you want to come up here on the bed? And he like dove into the bed, snugged it up with me. I like spooned with him all night. I hugged him like a teddy bear all night, and he just thought it was great. When I'd like get up to go to the bathroom, he'd be just like, I'm going to wait here. I crawl back into bed with him.
1: He's a little smaller than Venk, but he's normaler looking.
0: Yeah, um, and he's got some pounds on him. He's not fat, but he's not a he's, skinny dog. He's thick. Yeah, yeah.
1: With thick a boy. CK though. <laughs> yeah, he's thick.
0: <coughs> so uh, yeah, he's great. Um, How old do you think he's six? He's six. Yeah, I yeah. think we've got like actually his official birthday on some record. Mm. Um but he's six, so you know, a year older than Hops. Not even Hops. You're going to be six soon.
1: Yeah, that's why you have such a white face.
0: Yeah, and he's got a little bit of white in his face, but he's happy. You know, we normally when we introduce the new dog, um, we kind of let one of our dogs out at a time. And uh, the guy who dropped him off had to come in the house, and he just let them all out at once, and they all swarmed around him, and he was just wagging his tail, looking up at he's everybody. he playing
1: with everyone and running yeah. around. He sees real well. Adjusted.
0: Right now, leaning his head backwards on my leg, looking at me. Very sweet. I've had face licks already. Um, so, yeah, he's great. I mean, he's still, you know he's a little, you can tell he's unsettled. He doesn't really know the routine. Um, but he's wonderful, so... We're having a good time with him. We're going to the vet tomorrow for his main checkup. He does have something wrong with one of his eyes, which you may have noticed on the snap. It's got like a little chunk missing out of the lens and it's kind of whitish blue looking. And there's a, I think it looks like a scar on there. So I don't know if it's an old injury or if there's a current problem. He's crying. Yeah, it, it drains a little bit. So we'll get that checked out tomorrow. But basically, he's in good health and happy and... He's a wonderful,
1: a nice addition so sweet far. Sweet little boy. Yep, yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Big win. You are a good dog. I love you very much. Yes. He has a very happy face. He does have a very smiley shaggy face. Shaggy head, yeah. smiley Riley with your shaggy waggy face. So yeah. So that's a win. That's about all there is to say about him. He's got a good background. I mean, sad that he lost his person, but he doesn't seem to be mourning. I mean, some dogs definitely will go into mourning, but he seems good and just loves everybody. Yep. The dude uh, who drove him up here, the transporter, uh, he's like, if I wasn't bringing him to you, I might have kept him for myself. (laughs) They really had a good drive together. Oh, Um, which
1: means he's good in the car, too. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Ah,
0: hmm. What do you think about the ocean?
1: Yeah, what would you think about the beach?
0: He's like, whatever, guys. I love you.
1: The elevator.
0: Do you want to ride in an elevator? Have you ever ridden in an elevator before? Because we could arrange that for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's Riley. You want to add anything?
1: Nope. <coughs> He's great. Seems like we're studiously avoiding the decision of fostering or adopting or not.
0: Well, <laughs> he, has to, he has to be fostered for two weeks, so. That's true. Uh, and job.
1: then we'll decide.
0: Yep. Um body, any other dog updates we want to add? I don't think there's anything. I think everyone's
1: there. doing pretty well. No, you know, Schmiegel's holding her weight now, right?
0: I I actually haven't weighed her in a while, but she seems pretty steady.
1: We were the goal is to keep her at weight or have her gain a little weight.
0: Yeah, she got real skinny. Doesn't look mm-hmm, skinny, mm-hmm. but was skinny. Yeah. She's a little jealous of Riley.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is the problem with having six, right? When we with same with sizzle. Yep. Gets a little less for the others.
0: Yep. But I'm trying real hard. Just give everybody all the love. Give you all the love.
1: Maybe we should just get the rock for <laughs> house and then she's taken she's taken care of.
0: And she's like, I don't want anything to do with any of y'all. I just want the rock. Just give me my rock. Yeah. We could bring it back this weekend.
1: She's such a rain man.
0: <laughs> um all right. So I think I'll do my dentist story, and then we can do Butterbean. Okay. All right. So here's my story that I sent to my favorite murderer. They like local... That's a podcast. It's
1: a podcast. It's, it's, a podcast. it's an
0: extremely popular podcast.
1: Not, I don't know about it. Yeah, you do. Well, now I do, <laughs> through you.
0: Um. So they take reader submissions of what started with hometown murders where you tell the story of a murder in your hometown and now they have stuff that people find in walls and weird stories about their grandparents and Nazis and whatever else. And so there's all kinds of stuff that gets sent in. So I sent in the story about my dentist, which is the story that I will now tell you as I promised last week. So, uh, when I bought the house now that we live in like 10 years ago, I needed to get a new dentist and, uh, So I just kind of randomly picked one off the list (laughs) that my insurance gave, Mm. you know, who's close by. Um, And so got this random dentist, fine, made an appointment (coughs) and I show up in his office. It took me a while because I drove around and the address was just this apartment building. And so I was like, that can't be it. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is definitely It it. I checked a bunch of times. And then I'm like walking around the apartment building, and it's just got like the entrance to the lobby of the mm. apartment building, mailboxes. And then like b- around the side on the back, there's a flight of stairs that go down into like the basement of the apartment building.
1: Shady. Oh yeah,
0: and you go in there, and there's like the laundry room and whatever. What, and you, what you get
1: for getting the like cheapest dentist off the It list. was.
0: Just, it wasn't even the cheapest. They all cost the same. It was just like <laughs> the one closest to my house. Uh-huh. And then there's a door marked for this dentist's office. (laughs) And you go in, and it's got like this dropped ceiling, real low, you know, I think wood paneled walls. Like, looks like it had been decorated in the the late 70s. Yeah. Teeny tiny little waiting room. And there are like a couple, probably three different exam spaces in the back. Um, Not the most up to date. Right you could tell it's like uh older equipment, but whatever, right, like I just need to get like hey, that nice never that stuff, stuff never charged.
1: wears out you know I've, mean seen, I've seen that American pickers.
0: it's like the same stuff that my dentist had when I was a kid
1: in the forties uh, they when they, they still cut hair forties also <coughs> barber dentist,
0: <laughs> uh, not that old, <laughs> my dad's not even that old, I know, yeah, um, I am. <laughs> you know so i was like oh well, this is shady <laughs> but okay right like i'll get my teeth checked and then i can pick another dentist and uh so i go back and the dude comes in super nice uh the dentist is the one doing the cleaning and everything there's not like some tech doing the thing like he comes back he's doing all the stuff And so it turns out he's got this, like, real shady office because he only does his private practice, like, very part-time because his main job is that he is the head dentist for the Maryland prison system.
1: He's the jail doctor. He goes to
0: all of the prisons in the state and treats the patients, and I assume they have more than one dentist, but he's in charge of all of them. So he both treats and visits all these patients. And I was like, well, that's fascinating. Um, (laughs) Tell me about what it's like to be a prison dentist. He's like, oh, I see like, you know, all these crazy guys, like all these murderers come in and they're like telling me about stuff. And I'm like, "Uh, I would love to know much more about this. Give me one. Give me one Tell me deets. So the one that he tells me about is Joe Metheny, serial killer from Baltimore. No
1: relation to Pat.
0: I don't know who Pat Metheny is.
1: He's a jazz player.
0: Joe, uh, Joe Matheny is a serial killer from Baltimore. Uh, he killed a number of women and then after he killed them, he dismembered them. And then he would take their limbs and barbecue them in a pit and then mix the flesh of his murder victims with pork and serve them in sandwiches that he Ah. sold to people in the neighborhood. So he ate them himself, but he also sold them, you know, the people didn't know they were buying partial sandwiches made partially from human flesh, but he sold them to people. uh, Like I think outside a bar, right? There was like a bar that didn't have food. And so you could get like Joe's pit barbecue out there and he'd make these sandwiches. Uh. uh, So he's like this cannibalistic serial killer. Uh. And so the dentist is telling me all this, like while he's working on my teeth and I'm like, this is fascinating, right? Like I love (laughs) stories like this. Uh, I mean, obviously the guy is like a complete asshole, like psycho. Not the dentist, the serial killer. Um, But so the dentist is like telling me all of this stuff. And he's like, Yeah, so he's talking to me about like what it, you know, what human flesh tastes like and what he did to his victims. And I'm like, Yeah, what did he say? And he's like, He said it tastes like pork. Uh,
1: Not like chicken.
0: Not like chicken. He said it tastes like pork. So um, I hope to never verify this accidentally or on purpose, especially since I'm a vegetarian. Um, But yeah. So uh and then so I was like I'm going to this dentist forever. Like <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. This guy's great. And uh and I did go back to see him a few times. Um uh, I don't know that he was like the best dentist that I ever had. <laughs> but you know, he took care of things and uh and I had called to make an appointment and then suddenly I just like couldn't get through. There was like the number was disconnected at his office. I couldn't get my records. I have no idea what happened to him. Um, Maybe
1: somebody ate him.
0: He could be. I mean, he put his hands in the mouth of a cannibalistic serial killer.
1: Thanks, Doc, for fixing all my teeth. Now I'm going to eat you.
0: It's the kind of bravery that we need more of in the world. (laughs) Um, So there you go. That's the story of my prison dentist.
1: Maybe it never existed.
0: It felt kind of like that. Like, it's there was cleared. no evidence that the dentist had like you, ever existed.
1: You go back to that apartment, that building, and there won't be anything in the basement. It'll yeah. Be, it'll be cleared out.
0: It's like a laundry room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: People Who go, I oh, there was nobody ever there in there. <laughs> this is good. This is a good little movie right here.
0: Yep. <clears throat> All right. It's time for the story of Butterbean.
1: <laughs> don't, don't reveal oh, sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. Alleged Butterbean. There you go. All right, you can read that. I cannot.
0: Okay. Uh, so this is a story from Conk Life that came this week. I read it in bed. Like I woke up and I was checking my email. I get the Conk Life emails and I was like, oh my God, we have to do this story. <laughs> and the emails just have a little summary. And I clicked through and I read the whole article. And it's such a beautiful piece of writing.
1: It is. I don't... I guess the reporter wrote it from the report. Yeah, yeah. so
0: I'm I'm gonna read it to you. It's real good. Um, so it's dog owner arrested following incident at beach. Guy DeBoer is the journalist who wrote this. Guy, you did a good job. Okay, so a 59 year old marathon man was arrested Monday following a sheriff's office investigation into the harassment of a man on Sombrero Beach earlier this month in a case that centered on a French bulldog.
1: Named Butterbean.
0: Uh, so Marathon, just so you know, is about halfway down the keys in Sombrero Beach. Is a beach on
1: Marathon? Yeah, he's not a marathon man. He's a man from Marathon. Yes, Marathon is
0: the name of the island. Edgar Wallace Jones was charged with disorderly conduct. Deputy Ian Douthert, is that how you say that? Douthert? Yeah. Was called to the beach on February 6th, whereupon he found a man who stated he was a Jehovah's witness. The victim stated he was by a pavilion with his religious literature cart. The victim stated he does not approach people, nor does he infringe on their leisure. He explained that the literature in his card is free. The victim stated that he was approached by an unknown man with a dog, later identified as Jones, parentheses, and Butterbean. <laughs> at 11.30 a.m., the victim stated Jones told him he was not allowed on city or state property with religious literature. The victim stated, all right, guy, you did a little too much the victim stated here. <laughs> Uh, the victim stated he was not soliciting anyone as his literature is free and that he has a permit. The suspect responded that if the literature is free, he would take all of the literature.
1: Which is a real loophole. I like it. Oh, it's such a dick move. It, a loophole. If it's free, you can take them all.
0: The victim stated the suspect grabbed his literature cart whilst the dog began chewing on some of the <laughs> literature itself. The victim did not report being injured in the incident. The victim then called 911. He gave Deputy Douthart a description of the suspect as well as the dog. The victim added that he had seen the suspect before around town and that it was his belief that the suspect is a local. One witness corroborated the victim's version of events. Deputy Douthart, this guy, man. (laughs) He he was
1: not done. He was not done. If
0: anything ever happens to me, I want Deputy Douthart on the cage because this dude is thorough. Mm -hmm. I think it's a he. Deputy Douthart canvassed to the beach. Several people described seeing a man who matched the suspect description as well as that of the dog. They didn't know the man's name, but the dog was described as an older, chubby, tan and white French bulldog. (laughs) Chubby. I mean, his name is Butterbean. Lack of respect. One witness stated that the man said the dog's name is Butterbean, but he did not choose it. The witness stated that the suspect said children chose the dog's name. And so Deputy Douthart began his search. For Butterbean. (laughs) Deputy Douthat made contact with several animal hospitals and shelters, and one stated that they did have a file for a French bulldog named Butterbean, but they didn't provide any further information given the incident did not involve Butterbean directly. I love this. He's like,
1: got to find Butterbean. Privacy of Butterbean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, going to call all the vets. I mean, not that there's that many vets in the Keys, but still. Got to find Butterbean. The sheriff's office posted information regarding Butterbean on its Facebook page in the hopes that people who knew the dog could identify Have you owner. seen this
1: dog? Wanted for witness. Wanted. Witness Butterbean. Eating religious literature.
0: Deputy Douthat returned to Sombrero Beach on February 11th, so it's like a week later. He passed the same pavilion where the victim had been standing, and he heard a dog bark. Deputy Douthat then spotted a tan and white French bulldog on a leash being held by a man who matched the suspect description. Deputy Dowther asked the man what his dog's name was, and the man replied, Butter Butterbean! Bean. The man then stated, he didn't name the dog. The man stated, children chose the name. This is like some Columbo-style Bingo. investigation. Bingo! <laughs> oh, it's so good. The man provided his name, Jones. Deputy Dowther told Jones he was investigating an incident that occurred at the beach. Jones said something occurred regarding a Jehovah's Witness before Deputy Douthart mentioned specifics of the case. Bingo! Jones admitted to speaking to the man about the legalities of his literature cart, but denied taking the cart. Jones admitted that Butterbean had chewed on some of the books in the cart. <laughs> the victim later identified Jones in a photo lineup. A judge issued a warrant for Jones's arrest on February 20th, and Jones turned himself his Monday. Butterbean was not charged in the incident. Deputy Douthart reported Butterbean remains in good health, spirits... And in the care of Jones, (laughs) it's just such a good article, man. Find
1: Butterbean. Find Butterbean.
0: We should look. I'll have to look up Butterbean on the Facebook page. I'll post a link to it if it's still up there. (coughs) So that is Jones and Butterbean. Really amazing taste of the keys. You had the other one you wanted to sell. Share it. Oh, the the
1: in I think it was in Key West. They had a conch blowing contest. Where you you know you blow into a conch shell, Whoa. and the winner played the song Tequila <laughs>
0: on the conch shell, which I
1: know mostly from Pee Wee's <laughs> Great Adventure, but uh, <laughs> it must have sounded pretty interesting on a conch shell.
0: Yeah, and there was, was also like, like a seven-year-old who blew a conch shell. Conch shell and... sounds
1: like a bent trombone.
0: Yeah, it doesn't.
1: Mo mo mo
0: I mean, I'm impressed. I didn't know you could really do multiple notes.
1: Yeah, well, maybe maybe you can't. Maybe it's like a kazoo and you have to, like, <laughs> mouth the words. <laughs> that's cheating. Yeah, well, it's a conk, man. Yeah, a six-year-old one, whatever standing his, ovation. his category with his mellifluous hon- honking, <laughs> conk honking. But that, I found that it, that's kind of charming.
0: <coughs> it is. Conk cool blowing. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's about all I can manage, clearly. Clearly. Um,
1: you're deep compositioning
0: yeah you got a german word of the week. A word for that i just read this
1: and uh yeah three cheese tall it's tall? like a it's like a smart alecky kid you he's said, three
0: cheeses tall
1: yeah he's three cheeses tall <laughs> <laughs> like a smart alecky little kid Drei kasehoch
0: a i'm gonna find a lot of uses for that
1: <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know what the history is but it means <coughs> three cheeses tall
0: Interesting. All right. Well, if Conan ever does a a (laughs) Conan abroad in Germany.
1: (laughs) We'll do drei Kesehaut.
0: If you you have not watched the Conan abroad special, uh, it's a series on Netflix where he goes to different countries, and they're really fantastic. Um, I watched them all, I think, in one night down in the Keys when G.R. Dad wasn't there. And um, they're very funny, but he's also, like, a very sincere guy and really, like paints these beautiful pictures of the people and the cultures um so he did we watched one where he went to israel and the west bank last night and did we watch cuba and we watched the cuba one which is wonderful um there's a great one in haiti too where he engages in these really you know sincere political discussions with people and Um, you know, the role of the U.S. and what it should be, but it's not kind of in-your-face political. It's all very funny and, you know, his normal kind of self-deprecating stuff. And when he was in Cuba, he was in a Spanish class, and (laughs) the lady was trying to teach him some slang, and I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know the phrase, but uh, basically to say, like, that's your problem, the phrase is, that's your suitcase. (laughs) And he was going on on about like about what a stupid, meaningless (laughs) phrase that was. As a joke. He is
1: is a comedian.
0: He'd have a lot to say about Germany that doesn't even need to get to three cheeses tall. (laughs) All right, everyone. I'm going to go before I cough more. Thanks for listening. You were
1: getting better. I'm okay. The podcast (laughs) has ruined you. You Gave it all for your art. I love you all.
0: (laughs) Bye. Talk to you next week. Bye.